Yay! We are live! <laughs> Abiola Abrams here, and I'm so excited to be on with Ava Laura, this gifted healer, owner of the Ava Laura Healing Center in Washington, D.C. She is a writer, she is a coach, she is an incredible woman, and I know that this is going to be a wonderful conversation. Welcome, Ava Laura. Thank you so much for having me, Aviola. I, I, you know, we were just saying that you always know when something is going to be good, when it's going to be yes. powerful, when there's so many things trying to block it from happening. Yes. And technology has not been on our side today. So you're absolutely right. Whoever is here was supposed to hear this conversation. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what's so funny? That was my prayer earlier. That's always my prayer. Like, okay, whoever needs to be there will be there. I yes. mean, I didn't know that we would then have so many technical <laughs> difficulties. Oh, so it's your fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we would have so many technical difficulties. Okay, the angels and everyone else has fixed it for us, and we are here to begin this conversation. Welcome to Spiritpreneur School. Thank so, you so much for having me. You're welcome, sis. I appreciate the whole crown and all the gorgeous regalia. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> Get ready for spring. I said, let's let's pull out some green. It's finally warming yes. up. I'm ready for screen. I mean, for spring, it's time. It's just time. Yes. When you when you came onto the screen, when things finally started working, and I saw you, I was like, oh, see, that's why you know things technical difficulties were happening. We have crowns and things going on. <laughs> we, have, we have majesty <laughs> happening. <laughs> so, Ava Laura, how do you answer the cocktail party? question, you know, hey, what do you do? What's your answer for that? It, it, you know, sometimes it really just depends on who I'm speaking to and, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a crowded room of people um, that I'm addressing, if it's one person that I'm speaking to, what's the environment, you know, because sometimes I don't want to be long-winded and then sometimes I do. I want to give it to you all because I know that person is looking for that. Um, and so usually what I say is that I am called to work with mission-driven women in leadership positions, high-powered, who are trying to do major things in the world. And they're running major schedules, they have a major career, and they're trying to figure out how can I have it all. And yes. I am there to help them to answer that question. I am the bridge between where they are now and where they want to go and helping them to live their highest best person their best purpose in the world and so I'm really there to help them to live in the flow of passion and purpose and help them to give themselves permission to be unapologetic and be the best person that they know they absolutely can be yes <laughs> that is so beautiful and I see why we found each other because we are so completely aligned that it is just it's amazing. It's amazing that you call you. What do you call? What do you call your tribe? I say big vision women, and um, you said something similar. I heard the word vision. High-powered, mission-driven women. Yes, mission-driven women. I yeah. love it. I absolutely love it. And you do just as, as I do. You provide. You know, I call it soul care and strategy. Mm -hmm. You know, to help them answer their calling, live their purpose, and become the women that they were born to be. And I say mm -hmm. that I work with women who have everything except for what they want. And that's the same tribe that you are serving. And so this is such a beautiful conversation. Mm. Yes. So Ava Laura, you belong, you belong to two groups, two amazing groups that have been deemed weirdos by some <laughs> <laughs> and heroes by others. I can say it because I'm part of the same groups. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, not what, what we would think, but it's entrepreneurs, I would say, and healers. Yeah. Actually. You're an yeah, yeah. you're a healer and you're an entrepreneur. When did oh. you first realize that you were different in the world? Well, isn't that funny? I have a nerve to be both. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> choose just one. I had to go for the gusto and go for it all. Hey. You know, on top of that, I had to be a black woman too. I mean, really? That's <laughs> yes. It, it's so funny. Yes, I remember having that conversation with myself. I think like after college, like. Really? Like, okay, <laughs> black woman, and then this, and then that. Like, really? <laughs> but yes, yes. really. So, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. Um, 
you know, not that I chose this. I mean, this is certainly who I am. This is who God created me to be. You know, but I love that because it's like God saying, see, if she can do it, you can do it. Okay? You know, I put her here as a stand to show you that you absolutely can be, have, do, be whatever you want. No obstacle is too great. No mountain is too high. You know, whatever it is that you're looking for, whatever you can dream, what you can imagine, you can have it. And so, yes, I decided that I was going to be an entrepreneur. And yes, I didn't decide that I was a healer. I uncovered that through my own process of finding my purpose. And once I knew that, I had no choice but to live from that place. And so by me doing what I'm called to do, I am giving you permission just by my presence of yes. giving yourself permission to be who you are. And so I don't mind being the weirdo, the unicorn. Where are my unicorns at? You know, I don't mind that because that's giving you permission to say, I'm a unicorn too. I'm black. I'm beautiful. I'm a woman. I want to be an entrepreneur. You know, and I tell people, we, entrepreneurs, we're half crazy. You know, we are half crazy. We live on the skinny branch. We yes. live on the skinny branch. We don't know anything about security and safety. We're all about taking risks and walking and knowing that the way is just going to appear. That is the life of being an entrepreneur. And so I live my faith walk. <laughs> when I tell you to walk out on faith, I'm not saying that to say, you know, you got to walk out on faith. I'm saying that from a person who lives it every single day. Every day. And I love that you said we live on the skinny branch. I haven't heard that before, but yes, we do. And <laughs> this is not the life for the faint of heart. It's not. It's not. <laughs> absolutely have to be a risk taker. You absolutely have to be half crazy. And you absolutely have to believe in yourself 100%. Somebody tweet that. That was a tweetable. That was brilliant and gorgeous and well said. Now, Ava Laura, you have, uh, and I love saying your name, my new baby niece who was just born. Her name is Ava Abrams. So oh. I think it's the most beautiful name in the world. So, <laughs> Ava Laura, you have a master's in social work, and so yes. did you at first try to go a traditional route, or did you know that this would always be the path that you were going to take? Great question. I had no idea. I told you I live on the skinny branch, right? <laughs> so that literally is my life. And, you know, when I talk to my clients about living in the flow of passion and purpose, one of the things that I help them to do is to give up control. Mm -hmm. It's to let go of that perceived control and to know that you can have a vision for your life, you can have plans, but your plans are not always going to happen. And you have to be okay with that and say, okay, what's plan B? So just like even today, yes, all these technical difficulties, we were supposed to start at 3. That didn't work out. Then we said, let's try 3.30. <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> so we had to be flexible. We had to be willing, and we just had to go with the flow. You know, right. my initial intention was always, I majored in psychology at Howard University, so H-U, Bison, um, <laughs> at Howard University, and my, my goal was to get a Ph.D. in psychology and to do counseling. And, um, you know, my mom said, if you're going to major in psychology, you want to counsel people, you got to get your Ph.D. I said, fine, no problem, I can do that. You know, because I was a dreamer, I was a doer, I can do whatever mm -hmm. I want. Well, come to find out, I did everything that I thought that I was supposed to do, but I did not get accepted into any Ph.D. programs, not one. Mm -hmm. Did the internships, got the recommendations, took the GRE, got the research experience, did everything that I was told that I was supposed to do, but did not get accepted into one school. And I didn't have a plan B, no plan B, because here I am, this overachiever, perfectionist, everything that I want, I get it. There was, I never thought for a moment that it wasn't going to happen. So when it didn't happen, I said, oh, hold up. I have to come up with a plan B. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so I had to get a job. Yeah. I had to get a job, give myself some time, figure things out. And one of my mentors said, well, Ava Laura, why don't you go to school for social work? You can do the same thing that you wanted to do with psychology in less time. Two mm -hmm. years versus four, five, six, seven, however many years it'll take to get a PhD. 
And so that's what I did. And so I don't know if I ever planned to do the traditional route per se, but I knew counseling was always a part of that. That was one of my natural gifts. That was something that I've always done, and that's what I wanted to continue to do. And through that process of really having to find myself and to go through my journey and to take the plan B, that's when I started discovering all these other things that I really wanted to incorporate into the work that I was doing. Because one thing I was very clear about is that people cannot heal without addressing their spirituality. Mm -hmm. Without that spiritual connection, there is no healing. Without that spiritual connection, you can't possibly know who you are and where you're going. So that was always important to me. So then it became, well, how do I incorporate this into my work? Yes. So that was the beginning of that journey. And so going into social work and seeing, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not what I'm supposed to do. This was not my journey. This isn't what helped me. How can I really help people to heal? How can I really help people to live their best lives? How can I really help people to live in the flow of passion and purpose and give themselves permission to be who they truly are? How can I give people permission to help them to live their greatest life? And so I looked at my journey and started to incorporate what I had learned from my own personal experience and marry that into what I had learned in school. So that's how Avalor's Healing Center was born, and that's how I came to practice in the way that I am working now with my clients. I'm so glad that you shared that story in the way that you shared it, Avalora, because so often people assume that the road to success or the road to building a business is a straight line. And I say, it's not. It's, you know, it's like a woman's body. It's like, you know, there are twists and turns. And, you know, the it's not like, okay, you just start here and you end there if you are attempting to be a co-creator in your life, you know, mm -hmm. the way that you are. And so it's kind of it twists it curves it throws you some curveballs yes. and you know but then having that place of surrender like you said of you know okay here's where I am now that's <laughs> right know? and and being you know taking it from there is a very very important part of it so this podcast like all of my work is about answering your calling Mm -hmm. Finding your purpose, you know, and your passion, um, stepping into your greatness, stop playing small. I think we know the answer to this already, but do you feel like you have answered your calling and you're living your purpose and your passion? You know yeah. what? I, I tell, and it's so funny, when people ask me, well, how are you doing that work? Like, what, how did you become a healer? How did that happen? And I say, it didn't happen. It's who I am. Right. You know, it was who I was created to be, and my process was uncovering that. And so, you know, I answer that question twofold, that yes, I am living my purpose, but no, I'm not living my purpose because there's still so much more that I am called to do. You know, so I'm just, I feel like I'm baby stepping it. I'm in the baby stages. I'm just getting started. Beautiful. So so much more for me to do. I'm so glad that you said that because a lot of times people think that, when they see you that this is finished, like that there's a moment where it's like, ta-da, I'm finished, and we're all works in progress. That Absolutely. Very much the same way, like you said, about the baby stepping it, and I'm just getting started, you know, that, and, and almost when you, like the way that you said that being a healer really is who you are, it almost felt for me like a coming out of the closet, you know, like, okay, <laughs> I have to come out of the closet as like, <laughs> you know, because in my work at first, I tried to hide it in other things and, you know, just if I get empowered without, and then mm -hmm. it's just, this is what it is, it is what it is, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that it's, it's beautiful what you have created. What do your family members and the people around you think about the work that you do? Oh, I mean, see, here's the thing. My mother will tell you, Ava Laura, I'm the firstborn, and so she will tell you all the stories of me growing up, how she would put me in the crib, and I didn't want to be in the crib, so I would crawl out, and I would literally fall and bust my head getting out of the crib how I would keep her up at night because I didn't want to go to sleep when she wanted to go to sleep. I have always marched to the beat of my own drum. I have always done whatever it is that I want to do. I have always been very free-spirited. So when I do something, my family is just like, okay, whatever. That's, that's just Ava Lord. That's just, <laughs> what is she doing now? 
<laughs> well, tell us the story of opening a physical business. When did you open the healing center? What was that decision and what are the services that you provide? Walk us through because a lot of the, the women um, and men who sneak in who are watching want to open a physical business and you know maybe are afraid and that kind of thing. So, so walk us a little through that journey. You know, well, the first thing that I have to say about that is I think it's so important to know who you are and what kind of business you want to create. What is your intention for creating this business? Who do you want to serve? But also, how is it going to best serve you? And when I first opened Avalor's Healing Center, I had this whole idea of I'm going to have this space and I'm going to have, you know, massage therapists over here and natural paths over here and all of these different healers of different modalities. And what I realized that that was not going to work for my lifestyle. I'm very free spirited. When I want to go travel, I want to go travel. You know, when I want to do things, I just want to be able to do them. I don't want to be tied to a business and I don't want to be tied to having employees and having to manage people. So that was something that I quickly realized I got to throw that out of the window. So I'm going to be a solopreneur. And so one of the things that I actually decided was, one, I also decided about, looked at the spaces that I wanted to create, um, the energy that I wanted my clients to feel when they came into my space. And I had been to a lot of different healers and there have been some places that I realized I couldn't be vulnerable, I could not be who I was, I couldn't speak to the healing that I needed because I wasn't even comfortable in their space. So I wanted to create a space that people loved that when they came they just instantly just relaxed, they felt safe, they felt secure and they were able to be vulnerable and speak to what it was that they needed. And so I decided that a home environment for me was best for that. So we bought a home, and I bought a home that had its own separate entity. So basement had its own separate entrance, separate kitchen, separate basement, I mean a separate bathroom, everything. And we renovated that space. Feng shui, color therapy, crystals, incense, the whole nine, you know. And, um, and we did that, and that was very important for me. And I love that because me being a homebody, I get to just walk right downstairs to work. Um, so it's very low maintenance. I decided to take the money instead of renting a space and putting into actually renovating the space. Um, and so that spoke to who I am. And then also the house where we are, the property is a nice wooded area. It's beautiful. And um, so immediately when people just walk down the path, they're like, wow, this feels really good. I love this. And sometimes it works to my advantage and sometimes it doesn't because clients don't want to leave. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I really achieved what it was that I want, that it really is a feel-good space that people want to be in. And so that was important for me in, in thinking about having a physical space, how I was going to do that. And it's low overhead because I didn't have to worry about rent and things like that. Somebody else might say, oh, no, I don't want people in my house. I want a separate place. You know, you have to look at those things. Um, but again, I said, we live on a skinny branch. You can't be scared to envision what it is that you want and then go after that. You cannot allow fear to hold you back when you're an entrepreneur. So I think the biggest thing is having that vision and then looking at how you can create that for yourself. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, was your, I, I think I'm trying to remember, I feel like a while, a while ago you told me your husband was Guyanese-American like me. Yes. Yes, so what did your Guyanese-American husband <laughs> think of this vision and this journey? Oh, he thinks I'm crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what he loves about you. That's, that's okay. <laughs> he thinks I'm crazy, and then he sees me do what I want, and he's like, oh, well, you're still crazy, but, but you did it. <laughs> and it's working, so <laughs> you must know something, right? Exactly. So he goes with it. He doesn't fight me anymore. He just goes with it. That's what you want? All right, let's figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> so I know that there's no such thing as an average day for an entrepreneur, no. but what does a, if you had to give us a, a just walk us through maybe a, a brief, a quick synopsis of a, a week in the life of... <laughs> so um, I have my set schedule and then I throw it out the window. No. <laughs> um, I mean, even like today, you know. This was not planned. I had a right. set schedule, 
fortunately I was able to do this interview last minute because this this is probably the second or third time that this has happened that I've literally had a schedule some I had a client or somebody that was supposed to come cancel last minute and then something came right in its place and you know what's magical about the way that that happened is that the person who I knew that in this series that I wanted to talk to you down the line and the person who I was supposed to be talking with today that her brother became extremely ill and so mm -hmm. of course I was like go and attend to your family and then there was your email response and I, and I was like oh Ava Laura would be perfect, you know. She has lots to teach about an online being an online business owner and a you know physical business owner, and so, like you said, everything just falls in line the way that it's supposed. It really to. does, and I'm and I'm telling you, one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn, and one of the biggest lessons I teach my clients is that you really have to give up that self perceived control. Because we're really not in control of everything. You can have your best intentions, go for it, but at the end of the day, be flexible. Be flexible. And so I have a number of different clients, and it could be coaching clients, it could be counseling, I could be doing Reiki, um, I could be doing a cord cutting or chakra balancing. So I have a number of different services that, that I do in the course of any given day. I do a lot of interviews, so I do TV, I do radio, I do a lot of telesummits. Mm -hmm. um, I also do a lot of preparation for different workshops that I'm teaching. So like I have a series of Reiki trainings coming up that I'm teaching. So my day is really full. It's, it's beautiful that I could have a day where I'm just seeing clients. I could have a day where I'm just preparing for workshops or I'm preparing for a speaking engagement. I can have a day where I'm doing a combination of all of those things. So it's really cool. I never know what my day is going to look like. I plan out my week. But again, I'm very flexible and I just, I just, you know, I go in with an open mind and an open heart and say, God, how can I best serve today? And whatever happens, it happens. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, we have a question that came in from Stacy, and I want to urge you, if you are watching us live, you can click on, on the Hangout page where it says Q&A. It says blue q and There's a blue Q&A button. If you click on that and ask your question there, even if you're on a YouTube page or Facebook or wherever, click on that link and the questions will come to us. Okay, so here's Stacy's question for you, Ava Laura. How difficult would it be to block out the naysayers when it comes to building a business, having outsiders give their input on changes you should make, are they trying to make it on their own and get credit for it or should they be blocked? So I think she's asking about the difficulty in dealing with naysayers um, mm -hmm. when you're trying to build your business. Okay, so for Stacy, um, I have a, a suggestion. I created a course, um, Magnetic Confidence. It is a six-week video e-course. So it's video with an e-book. It's amazing. And um, she can get information about that at getconfident15.com. And what you get as a free gift is my confidence journal. It gives you 10 confidence boosters and also some exercises that you can do to be more confident. And I say all of that to say is that, Stacey, we're going to have to get some confidence. We're going to have to get some confidence. Getconfident15.com. Because here's the thing. Haters going to hate. <laughs> Haters are going to hate. And the more you are living in your purpose, the more you are doing what you are called to do, the happier you, you are, the more they're going to hate. The more they go, who she thinks she is. She thinks she's so cute. How she thinks she can have a business and do all of this. Why, why she can't have a job like the rest of us. Haters are going to hate. That's a part of the process. It's not an if, it's a win. So you have to know that that's going to happen, and you have to stand firm in your power, stand firm in your vision, and walk through and do what you need to do anyway. And if you're having doubts, see, then you need to do the work to release those doubts, to get over your own fears so that you can move through your purpose. Because if you have your doubts, they're just going to weigh you down because now they're going to feed into what you're already thinking and feeling and you're going to give up before you even get started. Mm -hmm. So you well, got to get confidence. Yeah. You got to get rid of the doubts. You got to get rid of the fears. Give her the website again of the course. Getconfident15.com. 
just by going there, putting in your email address, your name, number, all of that, you will get my confidence building journal. You'll get confidence boosters, things that you can do immediately in a 30-day confidence diary that you can start working on and doing the exercises. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so that is, I'm so glad that you broke that down for her because a lot of people when they see someone like you who is successful and who's doing their thing they think that you didn't have to overcome anything or maybe it was just easier mm -hmm. for you and that's why I think that transparency is really important you know that you shared with us that you originally had this plan and didn't get into the schools that you right. wanted to get into and so then you ended up on a much sweeter path than would have been your original path so Ava Laura what is the biggest obstacle or obstacles that you have had to overcome while building your business you know there yeah there have been several and um, here's the thing I mean I sometimes it's like a daily obstacle you know it's just things that just pop up every single day I mean I could look at technology as this obstacle see I wasn't supposed to do that interview anyway you know anything can be an obstacle really especially when you don't have the mindset of just you know of just surrender and just being who you need to be and walking through whatever path is before you at that time. Anything can be an obstacle. And I have had many. I have had many. Um, you know, I would say a great obstacle that I had is because I was not I, I was not a business owner. I didn't know anything about running to business. I went to school for psychology and social work. And nowhere in there do you hear business. Okay? I know people. I know how I know how what makes people tick. I know what holds people back. I know what keeps people stuck. I know to help people to over overcome those things. I know how to help people to live their best lives. I did not know nay nothing about running a business. <laughs> so I was on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> mm. And because I'm intuitive, there were a lot of things that I did right. But because I really hadn't studied business, there were a whole lot of things that I did wrong. And so I learned through the School of Hard Knocks and how to run a successful business. And I'm still learning. So that was a big obstacle of, you know, one of the things that I just realized is that I'm amazing at my craft. I'm an amazing practitioner. I can help anybody all day long. But there's a lot of people out here who are more successful than me because they have mastered marketing. They have mastered business. So I now have to shift gears and learn what they're learning. And so one of the things that I did is say, you know what, I got to get a business coach. I got to figure out what it is that I don't know because you don't know what you don't know. And right. here I am coaching all these other people, helping them and realizing that what a blessing that I've been to them. I need somebody to be a blessing to me. So I had to get a business coach, and that was one of the best decisions that I ever made. Yes. I always say good coaches have coaches. Woo, yes, they do. I understand coaches. that more than ever now. Yes, 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 yes. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, how, do, how do your clients find you, or how do you find them? So most of my clients, fortunately, I'm nine years in now. I started Avalor's Healing Center in 2005. So now I'm blessed to get a lot of referrals. Mm -hmm. And I love referrals, and I just implemented an amazing referral program. So I do, whether you're a client or not, I do reward refer referrals. So if you send me referrals, you will get a reward. Um, so that's something that I started. Wait, write that down, ding, ding, ding. That was a huge tip she just gave there, having a referral yes. program. Yes, have a referral program, reward your referrals. Because a lot of people are just going to do it because they love you. Mm -hmm. But then there's going to be a lot of people who do it because they want some free stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be right. real. They want some free stuff. And so <laughs> I don't mind rewarding that. I love re referrals are the best because they immediately trust me and we can get to work. We don't have to get over that. Well, who are you? What degrees do you have? How can you help me? It's just, okay, D told me you can help me. Let's get to work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because now we can hit the ground running. We, yes. don't, you know, we can get through all of that. So referrals, uh, social media has been huge. Um, I started my business back in the MySpace days, okay? So before Facebook, nobody knew about Facebook. Right. 
MySpace. I got some of my best clients through MySpace and nurtured those relationships. So social media, I am on Facebook. You can find me at Avalora's Healing Center. I'm on Twitter, at Healer Avalora. Instagram, at Healer Avalora. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Avalora Beharry. I'm on everything. I'm on Google+. You can find me on all social media. So social media, I post wonderful quotes and inspiration and motivation every day. So I give a lot. I always have something positive to say or just sharing things that are going on in the course of my day. Um, so I'm very transparent. I love posting on social media. So, you know, I'm not a wallflower. If you, if you follow me, you will get posts from me. <laughs> we love it. We love it. So everyone follow her everywhere. Okay, so you mentioned social media. Let's get into talking about building an online business. The majority of people who are watching this are wanting to build their online businesses. That in the beginning, mm -hmm. for example, you know, let's talk about what you wish you would have known before. That one of the things that, I, for example, that I wish I would have known is about list building that I lost mm -hmm. a lot of list building opportunities you know I did a lot of TV appearances or was giving talks and speeches and you know not collecting people's um, information to be able to you know follow up with them and stay in touch with them and see how I could yeah. serve them and you know and build my tribe that way and I've, I've learned that you know I learned that a few years ago a couple of years ago but I learned that very late in the game compared yeah. to when I started what do you wish that you would have known when you started yeah, you know, list building is huge, and that's awesome, and that's why I said if Stacey get, goes to getconfident15.com, what happens is she gets great information, but she also becomes a part of my tribe as well. You know, another uh, ebook that I created, actually my ebook Power, um, yeah. if you go to BeHealed2015.com, you get the intro to my, my book, and again, you also get great content. So that is a way of building my list. And I have a story around that. One of my best clients, one of my clients and one of my Reiki students, she took Reiki 1 with me, Reiki 2, and Reiki 3 with me. She was on my list for three years. Three years, never heard from this woman, didn't know her, didn't know nothing about her. <laughs> Three years, she's following me, reading my emails, following me, reading my emails, and finally one day out of the blue, she contacts me after three years. That's the power of having a list. There are so many people watching you, you will never know it. Right. They will never tell you. You'll post stuff on Facebook, they're not going to like you. They're watching but they're not going to like you. They'll see you on Twitter. They're not going to retweet. They're not going to favorite, but they're watching you. They're going to join your list. They're going to read your stuff, but they're never going to contact you. You have no idea. This happens all the time. And so you have to be very consistent in what you're doing. That's one thing that I've learned is that you got to be consistent. You can't just say, I'm going to do this for a month, for two months, for three months. When you're deciding a course of action, you're going to have to do it longer than that. You've got to be consistent because people are out there watching you. And you've got to be careful about what you say because people are watching you. And if something you're saying is not congruent with your message by what you're trying to put out there, people are going to be turned off and say, well, who is that? Yes. I thought she said she was a healer. What's she doing yeah. over there up in the club acting all crazy, drinking? People are watching. And so that's one thing that I have learned is that there are people out there watching you and you will never know it. You will never know yeah. it. You never have an off day. <laughs> never yeah. have. You see comedians. <laughs> I, I, I'll never forget. Um, I ran into, um, I ran into, oh gosh, what's his name? He's on that. Kevin this, Hart? This, this, not Kevin Hart. He's on the show now, Blackish. Oh, um, the kind of Anderson. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Ran into him at Carol's daughter back in the day in Brooklyn. And, hey, Anthony, how are you just talking to him? And he was just on. And we were like, why is he so on? Like, he's not on stage. He's not on the set. We're just saying hello, right? He was on. He's a comedian. He's like, look, I don't know who you are. <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't know who I'm going to meet. I have to stay on. And look at him now. Right, right. You know, he's on a hit show and so you always have you always have to be on you always have to walk in your purpose you always have to be who you are I'm not saying be fake you need to be authentic so make sure that whatever brand you're putting out there is authentic to who you are because you always need to be that person because when people are watching you they expect to see that 
Yes, and it's so much easier when you're you and you're not faking the funk. Because <laughs> then you I'm don't. Not faking nothing. I'm like, what you see is what you get. What you see, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> what you see is what you get, and that is such an important lesson. I hope that people heed that. Um, an example, and I've talked about this before on another lesson, is that there's a woman who. I could have been having this conversation with her and opening my tribe up to her that, you know, she puts herself out there as a coach, as a healer, as all of these things, Ava Laura. And, you know, mm -hmm. for me, I take people at face value. I take them at yes. their worth. And I went to, you know, of course, I'm like you, I'm sure you can easily go and do a quick audit of whoever you are thinking of maybe, you know, having a dialogue with or thinking of doing projects with or whatever it is. You go and you look at all their social media, you look at their site, you look at their blog, you see how they're presenting themselves to the world and see if you're aligned or not. And so I was like, okay, this person looks like she'd be a great person for this opportunity. Yeah, this speaking opportunity that I was doing, um, I think, where I could invite someone else or something like that. And then when I went to her Twitter, she was on there kikiing about somebody had a big nose and a whole bunch mm. of other stuff. And, you know, and she was talking about, you know, a TV character or some or reality TV or something like that, which is fine, but... To me, that is not in alignment. You know, right. I'm all about self-love, self-worth, self-empowerment. So mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not going to bring along someone to my tribe that's going to be kicking in about somebody's nose or whatever. So, right. you know, she could have right. kept that to herself or kept it offline. Or, right. <laughs> better or your Twitter page needs to be locked or something right. Or right. under a different name. <laughs> or better yet, heal whatever issues she has with noses. <laughs> <laughs> and she will never know that there are opportunities right. that she missed mm. out on. She doesn't know. She has no mm. idea. Wow. You know, that I I looked and that, you know, for me, that left a bad taste. And if someone said, mm -hmm. oh, well, what about such and such? I would be like, eh, not really, you know, because like you said, she's on. She didn't think she was on. Right. She thought that she right. was just, you know, kikiing with her people. But no, you're on. Always, always, always. I mean, it amazes me the people that I talk to who have been following me. I mean, literally, and I, and I tell people this. It was so funny. Last year, my birthday, I uh, went out to dinner with my husband, and literally this one woman, she was like, are you a celebrity or something? Like, who? And, and, and I'm really not. But what happens is people recognize me from Facebook. They recognize me from Twitter, and they see me, and they're like, I know you. I know you. And I'm like, I promise you, I've never seen you before. I may not remember your name, but I remember faces. I don't know you. And they don't believe I, you. They don't believe you. <laughs> I, they're like, I know you. Wait a minute. Your name starts with an A. Your name starts. Are you on Facebook? And then they'll pull me up. Is this you? That's me. They've been, they're watching, always watching. And I've never met this person. I don't know who they are. They're not even in my tribe. But... They see what I post on Facebook. Right. So you right. are. And then they see on. you there and you're out and you're living on brand and on purpose. Now imagine so if I'm like out doing something crazy thinking that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fortunately for me, I really don't. I'm a boring person in that regard. Um, but yeah, you know, if I'm out there doing something crazy, people like, wait a minute, I know her. That's the spiritual sage. What is she out here doing? <laughs> well, in terms of building your online brand and your online business, tell us a little bit of what that journey was. You told us about the journey of your physical business. Tell us a little bit about your online journey. Like I said, so I started out back in MySpace. And, um, you know, that, that was a blessing because when I – carried over when things shifted, the tide shifted, and it was like, oh, Facebook is the new it thing now. My tribe just followed me. And so I already had built in, you know, people say, how did you get 5,000 people on Facebook? I already had it from MySpace. Everybody just kind of came over. That was sort of the blessing and the curse because then I couldn't add people. And I finally, and this is so sad, but literally, I would say a couple years ago, I finally figured out that I need to just go through and start deleting people so I could add new people because for a long time, I couldn't add anybody because I was tapped out at 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. But finally, I said, Ava Laura, detox. Just start getting rid of some people. Just go through. You don't know this person. Just release them. Let them go. And that's what I had to start doing so I could add because I couldn't add people that I actually knew. <laughs> so, I understand. Um, <laughs> 
So, yeah, I mean, so I just, I nurture, you know, I'm a natural nurturer, so I just nurture, you know, my tribe, and I just give them things. You know, every day I'm posting something encouraging, positive, motivating, and, and sometimes it's something that comes from a client, sometimes it's something that I'm personally going through that I'm feeling, and I say, hey, if I'm feeling this, I know other people are too. You know, and, and I just constantly do that and ask them questions and what is it that you want? What is it that you need? How can I serve you? And that's really how I have built my online presence. And again, that consistency. You know, some people say post something every other day or every three days or every, I post something every day every single day and on Twitter you have to do multiple posts because of course it's not like Facebook you have to know the nature you know of, of you know the, of the social media that you're working with um, Twitter is very different it's very fast-paced so you have to keep posting things where Facebook you can post one thing during a day and be done so I nurture my audience I find out what it is that they want and I work to give them that I'm so glad that you explained that I actually this question you, you're answering the question of another member of my tribe who, and I'll check it in a second and see what new questions people have asked. Get your questions into that Q&A box, that blue Q&A box. If you don't have to put your name if you want it to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. um, but she asked last week, she said she said to me, she said, what is your big why? Because you give away so much stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I answered just what you did. And so I think that that's a very important point that people should think about is that what Ava Laura is talking about is business building, tribe building, relationship building, not just tweeting out, hey, buy my book, hey, buy mm -hmm. my stuff, but people do that and it's so off-putting. Sometimes I forget to do that. I don't do enough no, of that. No, you don't, yeah, but it's like, you know, at a cocktail party, you wouldn't walk into a room and go, hey, right. buy my stuff. You know, people would be like, who is, what right. are you doing? You know, right. that you're being and then you know it's a you're building relationships so i think that that is so so powerful you know and so incredible that you pointed that out what and are you know, five? oh i was about to say i'm glad that you said that because you know somebody else said that to me the same thing that you give so much why would anybody want to work with you and i said well when you have a lot to give i'm not giving anything away i'm constantly refilling my cup so i constantly have more to give so when someone works with me they get even more than you're seeing out here i'm not limit you know i'm not limited you know so when you're operating from a place of scarcity then of course you say well, i can't give all of this away cuz then i won't have anything else no i got plenty more to give you're yes. just seeing a tiny bit, you know, not even 1% of what I have to give out there. So believe it, when you work with me, you're going to get so much more. Right, and it makes sense because, wow, look, if I'm following Ava Laura and look at all of this wisdom and healing that she imparts on a daily basis just by me being on her email list, if I'm in a one-on-one -on -one healing relationship with her, coaching relationship, you know, with her, Wow, what I'm going to get is going to be even more incredible. If I work with Abiola directly, what I'm going to get is going to be even more incredible. And I think that that's important and powerful to point out. So what are your five best pieces of advice for spiritpreneurs who are looking to move things to the next level? Mm, five. <laughs> so have a vision. I know I've said that. Have a vision. It all starts with a vision. And a lot of us, you know, if we're spiritpreneurs, we're also helping people to have a vision to walk in their purpose. So you can't do that work if you are not having your own vision and walking in your own purpose. Mm. So have a vision. And understand that it might shift and change a bit. That's okay. But have a vision for yourself. Have a vision for your life. Have a vision for your business. That's very important. Something that I always say that is so important that we, I feel like we don't see enough of today is practice what you preach. Mm. Practice what you preach. You always want to over, you want to under promise and over deliver. You always want to under promise and over deliver. You always want to give more than you say that you're going to give. Practice what you preach. You want to stand in your truth because like I said, Everybody's watching. The world is watching you. We live in this internet society now. They got cameras everywhere, right? Big Brother is watching. <laughs> Practice what you preach. How many people have we seen get to the height of you know their career and downfall because they were doing some shady stuff? 
right? How many of these scandals out, that yes. have we seen? And it takes some years. I mean, look at Bill Cosby now. You know, how long did it take him to build up his career only to be knocked down? And we don't even know if it's true or not, but it doesn't even matter. So you got to practice what you preach. There's so many people whose careers have just, I mean, my God, have just been snatched away just like that because truth has come out. So practice what you preach. Do not let, you know, your shadiness be your downfall. <laughs> Somebody, if you got shady habits, do not let your shadiness be your downfall. <laughs> Look, it's time to get some healing over those shady habits, okay? We got to let them go because people are watching you. You got to practice what you preach. And look, if, look, and if you know you need to be like Wendy Williams or somebody and say, hey, look, I'm shady and I'm messy, and let that be your brand. Right. Because then right. we can't talk about you. <laughs> right, right. Because then if the woman who is tweeting about, you know, people having big noses and whatever, if that was her brand, I would have been like, okay, that's how she's rolling, that's how she's putting herself out there. But no, she's putting herself out there as, you know, a healer and a positive person and all of this stuff. So that is not practicing what you preach. Yes, practice what you preach which goes into, you know, be authentic. People like authenticity. It's not, I think, unfortunately, we judge ourselves and we feel like we have to look a certain way. We have to be a certain way. People like authenticity. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm not a Kim Kardashian hater. I'm not. You know, she has nothing to do my, with my brand, but I don't hate her because she is who she is. I know who she is. Right. I get where she is. So I can relate to her on that level because I know what I'm dealing with. She's, do, so she's doing Kim. Kim. Right. She's doing Kim. She's doing Kim. You know, people are hating on Wendy Williams. I know who she is. I know, what you see is what you get. I'm not going to hate on that because I know who she is. I want to know who you are. I don't want your representative. I want to know who you are. And a lot of people have their representative out there putting it up on Facebook and stuff, like you said, and, and then you look behind the curtains and that's not who they are. Wait a minute, what's the Wizard of Oz? I want you. Right. I want to know who you are. So you got to be authentic. People love authenticity. Even if you're knocked down, drag out, you've had these problems, that's okay. People respect that. Just tell us. Let us know. Let us in. So authenticity is extremely important. Um, the third or the fourth thing that I would say is get help. OMG, get help. You are not on an island. We are not here to do things alone. Like I said, I had to finally go ahead and get a business coach. Get help. It is necessary. And you need to look at whether your help is personal development or whether your help is the professional development. Because sometimes I work with a lot of, like I said, a, a lot of high-powered, mission-driven women who they might be a CEO, they might be an entrepreneur, they might be a stay-at-home mom, or maybe they want to start a business. Sometimes you need, you need personal development, you need personal help so that you can get to the point where you're ready to start your business and then you get the professional help. A lot of people do it the other way around. They try to build their business, but your business becomes a reflection of who you are. Yes. So if you have a lot of personal problems, it's going to be reflected in your business. If you're one of those people, oh, I don't want to charge, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to have a business. So some, a lot of times people need to work on themselves personally before they're even ready to start a business. You need to get through that shadiness, right? Whatever it is that you're working through that needs to be resolved, that needs to be healed, that's going to help you to get to the next level, you need to do that work so that when you step into your business, you step in full power, full confidence, unapolog unapologetically, and then your business can take off and be a success. So, so important. So, so important. And yes. that's usually not pointed out that, you know, like you earlier with Stacy's question that you pointed out to her the factor of her having confidence and her yeah. believing in herself was important because you know her being able to walk forward from a place of courage rather than walking forward from a place of fear is everything and you know yeah. for how she's going to build her business and how she's going to build her life that that is key for me like in um, Sacred Business Academy my new coaching program that mm -hmm. you know that's everything that's everything so go ahead go ahead was that number yeah. four that was number four that was number four and number five, I would say, understand that obstacles will appear. It's not an if, it's a win. 
they will appear. You will be tested. And here's the thing that I know for sure is when you say you want to do something, God is like, oh, okay, you want to do something? Let me see. You're going to be tested. Yes. You are going to be tested. And here's the thing that I know. The greater your walk, the greater your calling, the more tests you will have. So be prepared for that. Just know that when problems occur, oh my God, something's wrong. I keep having all these problems. No, something is right. That's why you're having all of these problems. This is your test. This is your walk. Now, how are you going to get through it? Well said. Well said. And you brought up something that I want to delve into a, a little bit deeper. You mentioned in passing, you know, for example, if you have an issue around abundance or prosperity and many, many spiritpreneurs, you know, spiritual healers, yogis, um, you know, jewelry makers, yes. creative people, artists have conflicts with money and prosperity and abundance and being spiritual. Did you ever have this issue? Was this something you personally had to deal with or talk? Let's talk about that. So here's the thing. I started full-time. I've been doing this full-time for nine years, okay? So you have a lot of, you know, spiritpreneurs, entrepreneurs who start out, they have their full-time job, and then they're doing, you know, this is their side gig. You know, they're, they're doing it on the side. I was never doing this on the side, so I had to be about my money. No, uh-uh, mm-mm. I have to get paid. I have bills. <laughs> yes. I don't have a nine-to-five coming in bring, giving me a paycheck. So my clients pay me. But that's also why I really work to be the best that I could possibly be because my clients pay me. And I want to make sure that they're satisfied and they're happy because if they're satisfied and happy, they're going to keep coming back and they're sending their friends and their family. So I yeah. absolutely have to be the best. But, oh, yes, I'm going to charge. Yeah. I worked hard to get here. I'm going to charge. And what I know for sure is that when you pay for something, you appreciate it. You appreciate it. Have so, you ever had? Have I you, never had qualms about. Have you ever, Ava Laura, had the experience where that in the beginning that I I have I used to give certain gift certain people my coaching programs, you know, and then what I realized is that those were the clients that were, you know. <laughs> stuff comes up but they were they just weren't showing up for themselves you know yeah. they were they were to put it most simply half ass about mm -hmm. the way that they approached it and approached the work versus the clients that were making it a choice to invest in themselves yeah. and were there wholeheartedly and you know and so I still do scholarship some people when I'm able to but really being able to invest in yourself and you know it really you can see the difference in the ways yeah. that people treat themselves and treat the work that they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a I very... I mean, the bottom line is that you value something when you have to pay for it. You just do. When somebody gives you something, I'm not saying that you don't love it, that you don't value it, but when you have to work hard for your money and invest it into yourself, oh, you are going to do your homework. You are going to show up. When you can't make it, you're going to call ahead of time. You know, you're going to do certain things because there's a value on it. You know that you have worked hard to get it, and you're going to appreciate the other person's time and energy. So it absolutely is a give and take. And, I, you know, and I tell people that you have to just understand that money is just energy. It's yeah. just an exchange. You know, if we were in Africa, you know, somewhere our ancestors, it might have been cowrie shells. But right now it's money. So that's what has value. That's what I need. That's what you're working for. That, that, that's the reciprocal relationship. You need something that I have. I need something that you have. And, and, and here's the thing. We all, we need each other. We need each other. I didn't say that, but I'll gift you with a six. Be humble. We need each other. I tell my clients, I need you just as much as you need me. Because without you, I would not be able to stand firmly in my purpose. Yes. I would not be able to do the work that God has called me to do. So I need you just as much as you need me. I am grateful that you decided to contact me, that you decided to work with me, that you decided, you know what, out of all of these coaches out here, because there's a whole lot of them, all these healers, you decided to call Ava Laura. I am grateful for that. I am humbled and I am honored. Oh, you just brought, you're literally bringing tears to my eyes that, what you just said is just so poignant and so on point that yes that it's a symbiotic relationship and that my purpose my purpose to empower 
couldn't happen without the other half of it and that when you're working with people like this is it's the most sacred work on earth to be able to be privy to people's challenges and their issues Absolutely. and be able to help them to you know to find their way and find solutions and it's such an honor like it just feels like such an honor to be to have that calling and so I think that you know an important part of it I think for healers or coaches or artists or artisans who are having that issue is to realize that you are you're you're gift you're putting something magical and powerful into the yes. world and so yes of course you should be compensated that this is an abundant and prosperous universe and so you deserve all of the riches in the universe you deserve to be fully compensated for what you're doing that Ava Laura with you know with what you do as Reiki healer and you know your hands-on healing work this is such a controversial thing this 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 man stood up and challenged me on this this summer when I was speaking at this Chinese event uh, it was a literary event and I read a section from the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love, my last book, where I talk mm -hmm. specifically about this. And I talk about the fact that my great-grandmother in Guyana was a women's fertility healer and a midwife, and she helped women to give birth to their babies. And, you know, at that mm -hmm. time that, you know, the exchange was that the community took care of her. So mm -hmm. people brought her eggs, people brought yes. her, you know, things. They brought her a chicken, they brought her whatever. But that doesn't mean that she wasn't, ex that wasn't money. Because right. the in the audience who was kind of challenging challenging me was like, well, you know, when your great grandmother she wasn't taking money, and I said, oh, but she was. The community came and took care of her for the work that she was doing, and compensated her, and compensated her well, you know, with right. her home and her garden and those kinds of things. And so the exchange now, as you said, is money. So listen here, Aviola. Can I give my mortgage company some eggs? <laughs> it will not you work. Know, it's Pepco. It's Pepco going to take some shea butter, <laughs> some jewelry. Or cowrie shells. looking at me. <laughs> they don't want your cowrie shells. No, they don't. They don't. And in the beginning, I used to have a lot of that. Well, I have some soaps. I have some shea butter. I have soaps and I have shea butter. I need things that I can use. Now, Sometimes you might, so let's say somebody cooks. Okay, I have to eat. I have to buy food. Okay, but I don't need no more shea butter. I don't need no more jewelry. And you'll buy your eggs when your clients pay you. That's it. That's it. And so that's what we have to look at. If I can't take those same goods and use it to pay my bills, it does not have the same value. Amen. Okay, so how do you want your business to look five years from now? So five years from now, uh, <laughs> so one of my one of my mentors, you know, she told me that there are actually people out there who truly are interested in just spending time with you and just soaking up your wisdom. And that is something that I'm truly interested in doing. You know, someone who's who's ready to up level their life, and they're saying, "Hey, Laura, I want everything that you got. I want to spend the day with you." You know, those are things that I love doing. So I want to do more of that soul sessions with the spiritual sage. You know, also TV. I definitely am very interested in having some kind of a weekly show. I love Super Soul Sunday. Love, love, love Super Soul Sunday. Love the OWN Network. So um, Oprah out there, I do some capacity. I definitely want to have a show. And I want to continue. Um, I love one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I definitely want to continue one-on-one -on -one coaching. It is my passion. It is my joy. I'll definitely continue the group coaching. But I want to do more or um, speaking to bigger audiences because I think there's so many people out there who are hurting, that are struggling, that are needing to overcome their own fears so that they can live in the flow of passion and purpose and they can take their pain and turn it into greatness. And there's so many people out there who just, they don't know how to do that. And so they need people, they need me, they need us to be able to speak to that and say, this is how you can do it. This is how I was able to do it. This is how I have helped my clients do it. And now this is how you can do it too. 
And so I definitely would love to speak to a broader audience, TV, more speaking engagements, but also still keeping my one-on-one -on -one clients because I love my clients. Mm -hmm. I adore my clients. So, you know, doing things on a bigger scale, but then also things that I'm doing right now, just in a better way. Always looking for ways to grow and improve. Beautiful. Well, we claim that. We claim that 100% and then some. You said talk, you talked about turning pain into greatness. What do yes. you do when you feel depressed or sad or anxious or just less than your Ava Laura wearing a crown fabulous mm -hmm. self? And I'm glad you said that because I have my days. Yesterday was one of those days. <laughs> I have those days. And I actually, and I put it up on Facebook. So again, if you follow me on Facebook, Ava Laura's Healing Center, I, I put it on Twitter too. Mm -hmm. um, at Healer Ava Laura, you'll see that. And I said that I was having a day and my coach called me and she cracked me up and she just gave me some amazing news and it turned my day around. So having that tribe, having that support system is huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge because she literally called me up. She said, what's wrong with you? Why you sound <laughs> like that? I said, I'm sick. Because if you hear it in my voice, I'm still getting over a cold. And she said, you don't sound sick. Why you sound so mad? <laughs> she said, you sound mad. And immediately when she said that, I said, I guess I do sound mad, don't I? You know? And I and I turned it around, and she gave me some amazing news, and I was on cloud nine after that, so it was no more mad in my voice. Um, but having that tribe. Also, I pray. I pray every day. I pray hours. And I have to in order to do my work, especially to do spiritual work that I do. So I pray for hours a day. People look at me like, you're crazy. But I do. Some days I can literally pray two, three hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, that, that is a part of my walk. That is a part of me practicing what I preach. It's also a part of me being able to do the things that I can do, pouring into myself so that I can pour into others. So I pray. I meditate. I listen to my body. I take time out when I need to. I rest when I need to rest. You know, when I feel like I'm going, 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 and I'm overwhelmed and there's too much going on, I pull back. I pull back. I take care of myself. Self-care is a huge part of my routine. Um, so, you know, those are the things that I do. I'm constantly pouring into myself, giving to myself so that I can pour in and give to others and making sure that I have a strong team of support around me who can pour into me and take care of me as well when I need that and vice versa. We do it for each other. Very important. Thank you for sharing that. So along those lines, then, I have two more questions for you. First, how did you learn to love yourself? You know, how did you, how did you learn to love yourself? You know, I, I'm extremely blessed in that way, in that, you know, in my family, I was always told that I was pretty. I was always told that I was beautiful. Um, I was always affirmed from a very small age. So even though I, here I am, a black girl, and I grew up in Connecticut, okay? So I was a little black girl in Connecticut. Now, it wasn't who's the boss, Connecticut, like a lot of people think. <laughs> I grew up around black people, but what happened was my parents moved me out to the suburbs when I was a preteen, when I was 13, mm -hmm. and that's a rough age anyway. And so here I am, a little black girl around all these white faces and not seeing anybody that looked like me. Mm -hmm. But because I was affirmed from a small age, I was able to navigate through that. And always having body issues because I am not a size 2, ain't never been a size 2, don't think I will ever be a size 2. Um, so, you know, in looking out in the world and not seeing me, not seeing me on TV, not seeing me on, you know, in magazines, not seeing anybody that looked like me. But it was really my family, my support system, my friends affirming my beauty. And I couldn't help but believe it myself because, well, they told me I'm beautiful, so I must be beautiful. Even though I don't see it out there in the world, they're not telling me I'm beautiful, but my family is telling me that I'm beautiful. And so that was a blessing for me is that I just grew up knowing that. Like, it, it wasn't even a thought or a question. Mm, well, you absolutely are beautiful, Miss Spirit Spiritual Sage. Thank you for sharing you. that beauty with us. That I define a sacred bombshell as a woman who loves, honors, and cherishes herself, mind, body, and spirit. You are obviously a sacred bombshell. Thank what you. makes you a sacred bombshell given that definition, Ava Laura? You know, what I would say is it's so funny because one of the things that I tell all of my clients is that you teach people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. 
You know, you teach people how to treat you. You train them how to treat you. And respecting yourself is huge. When you respect yourself, everybody else is going to respect you. Yes, there's going to be some haters out there, but guess what? Then you know that's their fault, not yours. That's their problem. <laughs> that's yeah. not my problem. <laughs> yes. And so really respecting yourself. I, I love that you said honoring yourself, being able to stand in my truth, being able to stand in my power, even when I don't feel it, being able to push through those fears, even when I'm scared anyway, even when my knees are shaking and my teeth is chattering and just going through it and doing what I need to do anyway. You know, that to me is what makes you a sacred bombshell because it's not about things being perfect. We, we have, you know, given this idea, like you said, we think success just happens. It's a straight line. Things just happen and they don't. There's so many obstacles, so many problems, so many things that are holding you back along the way. And so your ability to push past those fears, to tap into your courage, to tap into your confidence, to tap into your knowingness, your calling, and say, this is who I am, this is why I'm here, and I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to put my big girl panties on, and I'm going to keep going. That to me is a yes. sacred bombshell. That's what it's all about. Yes, that is absolutely what it is all about. And tell people if they want to come to D.C. and they want to get, you know, either some hands-on Reiki or Reiki training from you or whatever it is, how they find you and just how they can get all up in that. <laughs> sure. Like I said, you, I have two offerings for you completely free. Go to Be Healed. 2015.com get my book power words of inspiration you can also go to get confident 15.com get my confidence building journal and booster and words of inspiration and you don't have to be in DC to work with me that's a beautiful thing with this technology that sometimes work and sometimes doesn't um, <laughs> but you don't have to be in DC I literally work with women all across the globe so I have I, I would say probably about 40 percent of my clients are out of the DC area now so you can get distance healing or you can come here and get healing as well Beautiful. And for people who are in the Northeast, that Ava, Laura, and I may be cooking something up together. So, you know, watch both That's of our sweet. lists. Make sure that you're on both of our lists that on August the 2nd, this year, 2015, whenever you're watching this, August the 2nd, 2015, I'm going to be speaking in D.C. So August the 1st, which is a Saturday, we're going to try to put something magical together at Ava, Laura's Healing Center. So stay tuned for that. Get her free offers. And... Thank you so much for watching Spiritpreneur School. Thank you for joining us, Ava Laura. This was powerful, sis. Thank you so much for having me. I loved every minute of it, even the technical difficulties. <laughs> all a part of it. Exactly, exactly. Nothing, and 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 just as we predicted, that what you were what you were meant to say was just so extremely powerful, and so that's why all of the glitches and issues. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at sacredbombshell.com. Head over there right now and you can get a free self-worth kit, which is really juicy. And stay tuned for the upcoming Sacred Business Academy. That is going to be very, very powerful. And in the meanwhile, you can keep watching Spiritpreneur School for free lessons from the creme de la creme of the healers, the coaches, the CEOs, the women who are, and a couple of men, who are making things happen <laughs> in the world. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Abiola Abrams, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, I forgot. I, I like to give them a little namaste action. So... Namaste. Namaste. The sacred bombshell in me sees honors and reveres the sacred bombshell in you. Now, mm. bye. <laughs> <laughs>